You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, don't forget to check out the last episode where I share exactly how I used lead quizzes to generate over 20,000 leads for my business. Hey everyone, this week we're giving away a one-year subscription to pushlink.com, P-U-S-H-L-Y-N-K. It's valued at about 600 bucks. Pushlink allows you to send push notifications to your subscribers on almost any platform. The fact is push notifications get about 10 times the response rate when compared to traditional email. For a chance to win, subscribe to the podcast, then take a quick snapshot or picture showing you're subscribed and text it to 716-218-8981, or you can email it to growthexperts at yahoo.com. Now let's get back to the show. Welcome everyone, and we have an amazing guest for you today. Sangram Vajre is the co-founder and CMO of Terminus, which offers account-based marketing solutions at scale. He's the author of Account-Based Marketing for Dummies, as well as writing for various publications, including Inc.com. Previously, Vajre was the head of marketing at Pardot, which was acquired by Salesforce in 2013. Welcome to the show, Shangram. Dennis, thank you so much for having me. And I'm excited that you're launching this podcast. And it seems like you're doing really well on this. This is great. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. I'm so happy that you're here. And I think the audience is going to get a ton out of this because while account-based marketing is very trendy and topical and in the news a lot lately, I really think people are confused as exactly what it is. So I'm hoping you can help us fix that, educate the audience, tell us a little bit about your background and your story. But before we do that, take a minute and tell us a little bit about what Terminus does. Sure. So Terminus is a, going talking about trends is the well, was, a, was one of the first companies to really all we have done from day one is account-based marketing so we haven't like pivoted or anything like that that's what what we started off with and what we really do is help companies target accounts wherever they are and the people in those accounts uh, no matter what online channel they are they could be on linkedin they could be on web they could be on espn proactively get your message in front of them so as an example you know let's say you're targeting you know, Home Depot, and you are trying to sell to the IT people in that company. And you know that in B2B, there are like 5, 10, 20, you know, sometimes more than that people in the decision making process or are influencing. Well, what do you do? They're not all going to download an ebook. They're not all going to spend the time to talk to your sales team, but they all are influencing the decision. So, so what we do is get in front of all those people in Home Depot in the IT department and get your message in front of them proactively, which means they don't have to come to your side and, and follow along. We are going to proactively start putting your message, your ads in front of them anywhere they go online. Perfect. So that really helps a lot, okay? Because I think the difference, can you share with me a little bit of the difference between account-based marketing and what was considered a little bit more traditional marketing? I know, can you give me a parallel there? Sure. Think about it in a way where, you know, 
everybody is aware of like writing blogs and they create content. And at the end of the day, we're all looking and hoping that you'll get a massive influx of people to kind of look at what you do. And then some of them will turn into opportunities and some of them might fit the bill and they may be the right customers that you want to go after. And some of them might actually turn into customers. What I just went through is the traditional funnel. And for us to put a research out there in 2015 that said less than 1% of the leads turn into customers, which really mean that we're spending 99% of our time, energy, money, resources on, on those things. Uh, the ABM model, as we're talking about it, and, and the big shift there is that instead of going after any and everybody and you know, just focusing on all the people that might come through the funnel, why not just get your message in front of them? So the parallels there are, your engagement might seem similar, your content might seem a little bit similar, your activities might seem a lot more similar in terms of marketing. You're not changing the roles per se, but what you're really changing is who you're going after. You're explicitly putting the focus on the list of companies and the people that you want to engage with as opposed to engaging with any and everybody. So rather than worrying about getting thousands of visitors, you just want to get a handful of the right visitors. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, in the perfect world, isn't that we all want to do, right? We all want to just talk to only the right people and get them to do it. And it's hard. And, and I get it. And we all have done it. And for me personally, when I ran marketing at Pardot and looking at Salesforce as, you know, through that acquisition, what I realized was scale is great, but that just means that you need to hire hundred more salespeople and hundred more marketing, you know, function and spend millions of dollars Usually the scale just keeps going up and up. And unless you're selling in B2C, where you're selling a Nike like shoe to every single person in the world, B2B, thankfully for a lot of us, and I'm hoping a lot of their listeners are B2B, for them, like the list of audiences and companies is pretty small. So why boil the ocean? Why not focus on the one that you absolutely can get in front of? Right. And, and the way I look at it in B2B, scaling is really just a big filtering process, right? All you're, you're hiring all these people, you're hiring all these salespeople and account reps and SDRs because you're trying to filter through all those leads that aren't any good, right? So you have to spend an enormous amount of capital and time and energy to hire those people, bring them in. And when you take a little bit more targeted approach, like you guys are, where you're really honing in on that target market, you can scale those initiatives up, but it might not cost you nearly as much on the back end to, you know, to filter through and to try to engage and nurture those relationships, right? Absolutely. And here is something I was uh, talking to Jay Bear, who wrote Utility, and he's a very well-known figure, and he does both B2B and B2C. He said something really profound, and, and I still remember it now. It's ingrained. He's like, look, every single touch point that you have, and you know, you might be sending an email, a tweet, or whatever, every single touch point that you have with a prospect or a customer or whoever out there in the world Either you're building your brand or you're killing your brand. And you have to make that choice. What do you want to do? And, and it really made me think about it, right? So, so when we talk about this mass email and the spam and number of salespeople and they're all trying to hound down and make the call, all those things, you start thinking about like, what is the impact of that on the brand? Is that a good thing? Is the person on the other side who's not necessarily saying, hey, you know, you're sending me too many things and it's unrelated or relevant, they just ignore you. But in their mind and the people in the happy hour when they're going, they're talking about your brand. So I'll equate all of this and the value of ABM is because you're going to focus on the right accounts and more the right people, your content and your strategy is going to be relevant. And overall, you're going to build up your brand as opposed to kill your brand. 
like, like they say, your brand is what people say about you when you're not around, right? Amen. So really quick, you know, from what I hear, Terminus is growing really, really quickly. You started out in 2015. Can you share with me how big the company is in some perspective, whether it be employees, revenues, percentage growth? Give me something to go on so we can get an idea of how big you guys are, how fast you're growing. Sure. We started as three co-founders. I would call us as three amigos. And we started in yeah, 20, uh, you know, late, late 2014, 2015 in, in reality. We have gone from being like just three of us to about 150 people now, all based in Atlanta. Wow. And we literally, as of last week, acquired BrightFunnel, which is based out of San Francisco, and they have over 30 people over there. So now we are part of a much bigger company. And all of a sudden, we became, you know, from just being an Atlanta company to now became a, you know, North America company offices on both sides. So we're pretty early in it. And and we feel like it's a really amazing company that we just got to partner up with. So we're really excited. Congrats on the acquisition. That's amazing. I did read about that. I read uh, one of your posts on LinkedIn. So congrats on that. So tell me, how much capital have you guys raised? We've raised right around 20 million. Right around 20 million. Great. Okay. So let's dig in here. Tell me exactly how Terminus generates revenue. What's, you know, how does that work? Is it a SaaS model? Is it more of a service-based? I mean, how does that work? It's a 100% SaaS model. And here's the thing. We talked about advertising a little bit of what we do, and that's kind of the back end of it. But here's something that I really felt in the early part and why we started Terminus and the way I'm about to dig into the, the model of the business to share with everybody is we, you know, we're product people. We love to build products. We're not advertising agency kind of people. We really love to build product. And what we saw in the advertising world was that, oh my goodness, people just didn't know where the money is going. Like the big, you know, the famous John Wanamaker quote, which is half of the money that I'm spending on marketing is working. I just don't know which half. So we wanted to solve that myth. And that was the genesis of the business as well as the business model. So the business model, the way it works is, is a 100% SaaS model, which means every one of the customers, B2B companies that are our customers, they would come in and give a subscription every single month for the platform. And any media advertising they do to get their message in front of the right companies, they are spending on top of that. So there are companies who would spend 10000 a month on advertising. There are companies who are spending 100000 a month on advertising. The beauty for us is, and for the, our customers, is we do not charge a dime, a dime, on their advertising. We don't make any margins. We don't mark up anything. So we're always, always focused on making sure that our customers are able to get their message in front of the right people. We don't care how much money they spend. And that's why our customers love love us in the pricing perspective, because we are literally every day trying to build the best platform possible. And regardless of where it works today, your ad might be better on a Google network. Tomorrow, it might be better on mobile based on your customer set. We don't really care. We are here to optimize and get in front of them. And our pricing model is stays flat as a SaaS model. So how do you charge? I mean, I know you charge a monthly subscription and I'm sure it varies. Is it like a per seat? Is it, I mean, how do you scale it? How do they ramp up your, your fees and SaaS model? We base that every single customer essentially decides how many campaigns they want to run. So they could say, we want to run five campaigns, 15 campaigns or 30 campaigns. So it's really based on number of campaigns and number of strategies they want to do. What's interesting is customers can now are running strategies on one-to-one basis so imagine this like we have we have a customer i can share share the name but they only sell to sell airplane parts 
Now, imagine there are only so many companies they can actually sell airplane parts to, right? So for them, there's only a list of like 15 different companies that they want to target. So from their perspective, ABM is perfect, but they don't want to do a mass. Like mass to them is 15 different things. So they are creating one-to-one campaigns for each one of these companies that they want to target. So it's personalized ad that goes to a personalized landing page that puts a personalized message in front of them. All that stuff is doing at a hyper level. So our customers are in all ranges from reaching out to a one-to-one basis to all over to like, you know, 50 or 100 different companies based on a vertical. And the way they pay is based on number of campaigns they're running. Okay. So that makes total sense. So tell me exactly. No, you explained to me, they have a license. It goes by campaign, which makes sense now. And Mm -hmm. they spend their, they have their own ad spend. You don't manage or market, mark any of that up or make any margin on that. So tell me what exactly does the Terminus software do? Is it targeting? Is it intertwined with Facebook? Is it intertwined with all these ad platforms? Help me to understand exactly where Terminus connects. Yeah, that's a great point. We call it like almost like a trifecta effect. Um, So we're more like you think about as more of a facilitator of all of this. So one, the three different things that we do is one, we essentially have partnership with data providers like LinkedIn, uh, Dun & Bradstreet, uh, Net Prospects, Bombara, and all these different data providers that have the data for all the different companies and people and their cookie and IP addresses. So we know who people, when you say, I want to go after Home Depot and IT people, we know who these people are. You don't need to tell us anything outside of just two things. I want to go after Home Depot and I want to go after IT department. And then we know everything we need to know. So you don't need to get any email addresses from you or anything like that. We have all that information. That's one. The second part is the ad networks. So once we know the data, based on who you want to go after, we essentially find all the different places these people actually go. So they maybe go on ESPN.com or they maybe go on CNN or they go on many different websites, right? So we have a cookie pool of all these different places online they go to that we have proactively access to through LiveRamp and many other technologies. And the third part is automation. We connect with Salesforce and any other marketing automation platform. So you're able to automatically run campaigns through Salesforce. So imagine And if you have a list of accounts and you say, as soon as these companies move to a stage A, right, an opportunity stage, or this, as soon as these go from opportunity stage A to stage B, I want to show them different ads based on where they are in their journey so that we're not inundating with the same ad. We want to kind of relevant and be more relevant with them. So the data part, the ad tech part, and the automation part these are the three things that helps make the magic happen. We are able to get in front of the people they want based on the company and the job roles they tell us. We're able to get in front of them on the places these target audiences are. So it might be any online channel. And we are able to automate that through their Salesforce or marketing automation platform so that they can literally put a program together that says, I want these type of ads in front of these type of companies at these stages, and it will automatically start happening and showing you results. Perfect. That makes total sense now. So tell me about how many customers do you guys have today? About 500. Wow. Amazing. So let's dive into that a little bit. How are you guys getting your customers? This show, Growth (laughs) Experts, really likes to dissect how the founders and, and CEOs of thriving businesses are getting their customers today, right? So can you unpack that for us a little bit? Absolutely. So a couple of different ways. Yeah, and I'll, I'll start with like some of the things that we've done in the early stage that allowed us to get up to here. And then obviously, as we are growing and scaling, all some of those strategies are changing. 
right? So in the early days, as you said, ABM is kind of new and, and big. So it's starting to kind of really make a big impact in the early days. But for us to have that impact, we have to find a different way. We're based in Atlanta. We're first-time founders. We had no authority in the marketplace to go and claim that, hey, let's go build a new category. We just didn't. So the first thing we did in the early days was we wrote a book on account-based marketing. We, we talked to Wiley's. And I authored that book because that was one way to go ahead and say that, look, we are the authority in the place. And I think that has paid us so much dividends over a period of time, because even today, I get notes in the company and, and we send that as a direct mail to prospects and saying that, hey, look, we wrote the book on this thing. And it's not an ebook that you can download. It is something that was published by Vali, which is an authority you know, in terms of book publishing. So doing that in the early days really allowed us to grade the category. So I want to kind of make sure people are thinking about starting a company or starting to build a category or starting to create an authority. That was like a big hack that we feel like we were able to do and get the message out there. So that's kind of the early day. Sure. That's perfect. Yeah. And as we started to grow, we're like, all right, we wrote the book. Now, how do we like get it to the masses? How do we make sure that people know that this is a problem? So we created something called as Flip My Funnel. I don't know if if you have or, or people have heard about that, but it's a community that is an open community. You can go to flipmyphone.com, you can check it out. It's an open community of practitioners in the B2B marketing and sales place that all want to talk about ABM. So we started to create a category by not just talking about our product and what we do. That was not at all something we really talked about. We talked about, hey, here's the problem. Less than 1% of the leads turn into customers. Marketers and salespeople, you all feel the pain. Why don't we all as a community come together and talk about this problem? So in the last two years, we have done about nine events in different cities in Atlanta, Boston, Chicago, San Francisco, Austin, like tier one, tier two cities, kind of spreading the gospel of ABM. And the way we did that was we essentially brought in not only our customers, but more importantly, we brought in influencers in the marketplace. Like Jill Raleigh has spoken at pretty much every one of those conferences or Megan Heuer from Serious Decisions has spoken at the conference or even John Miller, who's with Engageo, has spoken at. So what we did was you brought in the influencers, you brought in the competitors or would-be competitors in the marketplace, or and we even brought in like all the vendor communities. So the last conference we did, we had over 1,500 people in San Francisco, over 100 sponsors, I mean, about 1,500 people attending that conference. So what we really ended up seeing as a result of it, which we felt was our hack too, in this whole building a category movement was well, let's create a community. Let's not talk about it. And it, it's really hard to do that because as you can imagine, as we get investors and everybody involved, everybody said, hey, why is your logo not everywhere? Why is Terminus not everywhere? And we're like, no, it is not about us. If more people talk about this problem, we win because we have we are building a great solution and we people are going to ask, how do you solve this problem? So let's talk about the problem. So building a community around Flip My Funnel has been our second and, and by far one of the greatest you know opportunities of moving the market. Yeah, that's uh, perfect. That's brilliant. Brilliant. And the third one, you know, as we are growing now, it's like as we're starting to see that people are saying, okay, we get it. ABM is a thing. It's real. We understand that we need to do it. It's clearly a growth driver. How do we do it? So now we're moving our talk track, our narrative, the conferences, all about operationalizing ABM. So now we're getting people involved to saying that, hey, look, some of you guys have been doing this thing for the last two years. Now come talk about these things in a very clear way. So, so we started to launch ABMU University online so people can go and subscribe to that so that that way they can actually have an educational and a badge of honor that they know ABM. 
and we're starting to just talk about ABMU as an overall growth factor. And one of the best things we have done is really transformed it internally. So we are practicing it, and I can go into details of it if you want in a bit, but we are practicing it ourselves, and we are seeing the pains, we are seeing the gains, and we are seeing the opportunities for us to learn and grow and share ourselves. So it's been a really, really transformational year for us. Great. So how are you guys getting, that was a little bit earlier stage, you exerted your authority and you started discussions in and around it. You built a community, started doing events. That's obviously worked really well. Now, how are you doing it today? I know that the Flip My Funnel is still active. I am a little bit familiar with it, but what other ways are you getting customers today? Yeah, today we literally have, so between sales and marketing, we call it hashtag one team. That's really our internal kind of really has become our core value now. So sales and marketing has one number. They do not have two different numbers in our company. My VP of marketing, Peter and Todd, who run sales, they both have one number. So what that has allowed us to do is forget, we we have just thrown away all the metrics around leads and downloads and webinar attendees or anything like that. All we are really looking at is we have 9,000 accounts that we literally have identified as our sweet spot. These are the companies that fit the criteria that we believe where we can come in and help them do account-based marketing. So the first pass at it has allowed us to come up with 9,000. Then off them, we have tiered accounts. Based on the size of those accounts, we have said, you know, some of these accounts are tier one, some of these are tier two, some of these are tier three, based on the revenue and all that stuff. So we've kind of tiered those accounts. And then step three, we have started to look at them and say, all right, which of them are their fit? So that the tiering was really the fit. Now we're looking for intent. So we look at them and we use you know, a solution called Everstring and Bambara, if people want to check them out. They allow us to look at the intent of these companies. So if anybody in this company is looking for account-based marketing or similar words on the web, we would essentially get a notification. So that allows us to know that of these 9,000 companies that we know are a perfect fit for us, if any of them actually have any intent out in the world, then or anybody searching anything from those companies, we are the first ones to start reaching out to them. So that has really, really helped us be really precise from a timing perspective. And the last step of that process is the engagement. So obviously, we're using Terminus ads, we're using direct mail, like sending the book and all those like, but we're also using things like videos. Our SDR team, because we only have a set of companies to go after, it's not the world, it's not every single B2B company in the world. Our SDR team has only 100 or so companies that each one of them are assigned. So they are creating personalized videos or direct mail ads through a terminus and emails, cadences. We have landing pages very customized to certain companies, which are tier one. So all those things are part of the process to make sure that we are creating and what we report on from an ABM scorecard perspective every single week, every single month now is how many companies in tier one have we penetrated and engaged? How many companies in tier two have we penetrated and engaged? And that way we know that, okay, the higher the engagement, the higher the opportunity for us to go ahead and get our sales team on it. So it's a tiering process. It's the idea of creating a fit looking at the intent, and then engaging them at the right time. Perfect. So in one minute or less, knowing what you know now, what would you do different to increase growth, particularly in the early days? Wow, that's a great question. I don't know if I've thought about a whole lot on that, but I feel like what we would have done more of in the very early days 
is we would have probably got a lot more people part of the process and the community. We would have doubled down on building the community a lot earlier in a much higher at a much higher rate. We've been very, very lucky that now there are so many people talking about it in many ways, but I think we kind of were slow on just building the community and we could be we could have been faster on that. And I think that's the way to win the hearts and minds of people. Okay, great. So other than Terminus, what is your favorite growth tool or software? Oh, other than Terminus, um, I mean, I love, I really love BrightFunnel, obviously we acquired them. Other than that, I really love Everstring and Bombara. They really help us make this thing work, right? You know, you can put ads in front of people or messages in front of people that are the right companies, but if they're uh, that you think that you want to go after, but if they're not the right companies and if they have no intent, then you're wasting your dollars. So it really helps us complete the loop on making sure that you're going after the right people who are in- interested in your solution. And now when you engage with them, you're actually having a conversation as opposed to trying to convert somebody to, to sell something or buy something. Great. Well, listen, that's going to pretty much wrap it up, Sangram. But before we go, could you share one piece of parting guidance about account-based marketing and then let everyone know how they connect with you and maybe even get your book? Absolutely. One piece of advice would be just hashtag one team. We ask every marketing and salespeople out there is like, don't have two different numbers. If you show to a meeting with two different numbers, that's a problem. And the way to eradicate that is just have one number, one team. That's it. On a personal level, you know, you can reach me on LinkedIn or Twitter or at Sangram Vajre. To get a book, just tweet at me or just direct me or put a LinkedIn message to me and I'll send you a book wherever you are. Perfect. Listen, Sangram, you guys are doing a bang up job over there. Congratulations on the acquisition. Thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to chatting with you in the near future. Thank you so much, Dennis. Appreciate the opportunity. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.